ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد Today we're going to look at the chapter Asma'ullahil Husna Ghayru Mahsuratin Bi'adadin Mu'ayyan Wa Bayanul Muradi Bi'qawlihi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Man Ahsaha Dakhala Al-Jannah This chapter, it now speaks about the beautiful and perfect names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how they are not restricted to any particular number. How the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are not restricted by any particular number. Because the common mistake that some people make is that they believe Allah only has 99 names. And so the hadith, which is in Al-Bukhari and Muslim, the hadith of Abu Hurairah, radiyallahu anhu, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّ لِلَّهِ تِسْعَةً وَتِسْعِينَ اسْمًا مِئَةً إِلَّا وَاحِدًا مَنْ أَحْصَاهَا دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ This hadith in Al-Bukhari and Muslim, the Prophet ﷺ said, Verily Allah has 99 names, 100 minus 1. Whoever enumerates them, understands them, implements them, then he will enter paradise. وَلَا رَيْبَ أَنَّ هَذَا الْفَضْلِ الْعَظِيمِ أَلَا وَهُوَ دُخُولُ الْجَنَّةِ الْمُتَرَتِّبُ عَلَى إِحْصَاءِ هَذَا الْعَدَدِ مِنْ أَسْمَاءِ اللَّهِ لِيُحَرِّكَ فِي النَّفْسِ الْجِدِّ فِي نَيْلِ هَذَا الْمَطْلَبِ الْعَظِيمِ وَالسَّعِي فِي تَكْمِيلِهِ وَالْحِرْصِ الشَّدِيدِ عَلَى تَحْقِيقِهِ So this great virtue that has been mentioned in this hadith, that whomsoever enumerates, learns, understands, memorizes, practices what is in the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of 99 of them, then he will enter paradise. That is certainly a great reward that is being mentioned there. In order to encourage a person to strive, in order to encourage a person to strive to achieve this great reward and to actualize that great virtue for himself. وَلَقَدْ ظَنَّ بَعْضُ النَّاسِ خَطَأً أَنَّ الْمُرَادَ بِإِحْصَاءِ أَسْمَاءِ اللَّهِ 
المراغب فيه في هذا الحديث هو عد الفاظ تسعة وتسعين اسما Some people have misunderstood this narration and they think that the meaning of ihsa or ahsa which normally means to count something they think it just means to count to list out and to read out to count out 99 names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَاسْتِظْهَارُهَا فِي الْقَلْبِ And to just remember those 99 وَالتَّلَفْظْ بِهَا فِي أَوْقَاتِ مَعِيَّنَةِ مَخْصُوصَةِ And to then say those names at particular specific times وَرُبَّمَا جَعَلَهَا بَعْضُهُمْ فِي جُمْلَةِ ذَكَرَهُ لِلَّهِ أو في جملة ذكره لله في صباحه ومسائه دون فقه من من هؤلاء من هؤلاء لهذه الأسماء الجليلة العظيمة. And there are some people who maybe just add these ninety nine names, a list of ninety nine names into their regular remembrances and supplications, and they just read them out without really thinking about what these names mean at all, what the purpose of these names is. What the benefits behind these names is. They just list them out and just read them out within their other remembrances without having understanding of what these great names mean. وَلَقَدْ نَبَّهَا الْعُلَمَا رَحِمَهُمُ اللَّهِ أَنَّهُ لَيْسَ الْمُرَادِ بِإِحْصَاءِ أَسْمَاءِ اللَّهِ عَدْ حُرُوفِهَا فَقَطْ And the scholars have highlighted that counting the names of Allah, enumerating the names of Allah, the meaning of it is not just listing them out and reading them out. Rather, you must have understanding and act upon them. لا بد في ذلك من فهم معناها والمراد بها فهما صحيحا سليما ثُمَّ الْعَمَلُ بِمَا يَقْتَضِيهِ Rather, you must have an understanding of their meanings and what is intended by them in the correct understanding and the correct comprehension of what those names mean and then to act upon them accordingly. Abu Umar al-Talmanki رحمه الله said من تمام المعرفة بأسماء الله تعالى وصفاته التي يستحق بها الداعي والحافظ ما قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم المعرفة بالأسماء والصفات وما تتضمن من الفوائد وتدل عليه من الحقائق ومن لم يعلم ذلك لم يكن عالما لمعاني الأسماء ولا مستفيدا بذكرها ما تدل عليه من المعاني that a person to have the true understanding of the names of Allah and the attributes of Allah then that type of individual to get the reward that the messenger has mentioned the reward of entering paradise 
and to have the proper and the full understanding of the names and attributes of Allah and what they incorporate from the benefits and what they indicate from the realities that is what is needed a person who does not have that he does not understand the names of Allah what they mean what they indicate then that individual is not knowledgeable regarding the names of Allah wala mustafidan and neither will he benefit in reality from his remembrance and supplications of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is important for every type of dua a person who makes dua supplicates but doesn't understand what he is saying doesn't understand the meanings of the dua that he is reading doesn't understand the meanings of the names of Allah then that individual when he's doing his remembrance he's doing his dhikr will not in reality benefit as a person is supposed to benefit and he will not in reality see the fruits as a person should see the fruits because he doesn't understand what he is saying what he is reading fanabbaha rahimahullah ila anna tamam al-ma'rifa bil asma'i al-husna wallati yunalu biha ad-da'i aw yanalu biha ad-da'i لله بها هذا الثواب العظيم الوارد في الحديث إنما يكون بالمعرفة بالأسماء وصفات وبما تتضمنه من فوائد وتدل عليه من الحقائق لا عدها فقط دون فهم لها أو علم بما تدل عليه So here in the quote it highlights that from the perfection of you understanding the beautiful names of Allah and what is required of you to achieve the reward of paradise this great reward that has been mentioned in the hadith then you can only get that by knowing the realities of the names and attributes of Allah and what they incorporate from the benefits and what they mean from the realities what they indicate in their realities it is not just a simple case of listing them out and counting them out it is not a case of simply counting them out in that way without having any knowledge or understanding of the names of allah ذكر العلامه ابن القيم رحمه الله ان لاحصاء اسماء الله الحسنى ثلاث مراتب بتكميلها وتحقيقها ينال العبد ثواب الله العظيم المذكور في حديث رسول الله المتقدم ابن القيم رحمه الله تعالى mentioned that there are three levels of your knowledge and your enumeration of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there are three levels to it three levels of your understanding and implementation of the names of Allah the first level ihsa'u alfaadhiha wa adadiha the counting enumerating just the names the words of those names of Allah just listing out the names and reading out the names 
with nothing else, no understanding, no nothing, just reading out the list of names without even knowing what each name means. Secondly, al Thaniya, Faham Ma'aniha wa Madlulatiha. Having an understanding of the meanings of those names and what they indicate. The second level, which is the higher level, is that you also have an understanding of the names of Allah and what they indicate. And the third level, Al-Martabatu Thalithatu, Dua Allahi Biha. وَهَذَا شَامِلٌ لِدُعَاءِ الْعِبَادَةِ وَدُعَاءِ الْمَسْأَلَةِ The third level is that a servant then also makes dua via the names of Allah. Because as we know, when you make dua, if you're making dua for a particular thing, then call upon Allah via the names that are relevant to your particular dua. You're seeking forgiveness, so then call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the names that indicate forgiveness. You want the mercy of Allah, then call upon Allah via His names that indicate mercy. Whatever it is, your dua, calling upon Allah via the names that are relevant to your dua, then that is one of the good means and good methods of making the dua. فَبِتَحْقِيقِ هَذِهِ الْمَرَاتِبِ الثَّلَاثَةِ الْعَظِيمَةِ يَكُونُ الْإِحْصَاءُ الصَّحِيحِ لِهَذَا الْقَدْرِ مِنْ أَسْمَاءِ اللَّهِ الْحُسْنَةِ So if a person reads out those names, memorizes them, knows their meanings, understands what they indicate, makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala via those names. If you're doing all of that, and you're implementing the meanings of them, for example, you know that Allah is all-seeing and all-hearing, so this then impacts upon your worship, and upon your actions, and what you do, knowing that Allah hears everything you say, knowing Allah sees everything you do, then it impacts, it impacts the way that you behave and what you do in your life. So that is the meaning of implementing what you learn about the names of Allah and what they indicate. If a person knows that Allah is all hearing and all seeing and all knowledgeable, and yet still backbites the people and still steals and still does all those things, and you're not really thinking about the fact that Allah is all-hearing and all-seeing and all-knowledgeable of everything you are doing. When you do think about that, and it does sink in, and you therefore do supervise yourself in a better way, then you are now implementing and understanding the reality of the names of Allah upon yourself. وَمِمَّا يَنْبَغِي أَنْ يُعْلَمْ أَنَّ أسماء الله الحسنى ليست محصورة في هذا العدد المعين المذكور في قوله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن لله تسعة وتسعين اسماء من أحصاها دخل الجنة So one of the important things that we have to remember is that this hadith it mentioned Allah has 99 names whoever learns them and practices them 
then they will enter paradise. But this does not mean that Allah only has 99 names. And the explanation of the hadith indicates that. فَالْكَلَامُ فِي هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ جُمْلَةً وَاحِدَةً فَقَوْلُهُ مَنْ أَحْصَاهَا صِفَةً وَلَيْسَ خَبَرًا مُسْتَقِلًّا This is a grammatical explanation of the hadith and how it does not indicate only 99 names. وَالْمَعْنَى أَنَّ لِلَّهِ تِسْعَةً وَتِسْعِينَ اسْمًا مِنْ شَأْنِهَا أَنَّ مَنْ أَحْصَاهَا دَخَلَ جَنَّةً وهذا لا ينافي أن يكون له أسماء غيرها ولهذا نظائر كثير في لغة العرب So the fact that Allah mentions indeed Allah has 99 names and if you practice them, learn them, memorize them, you'll enter paradise This does not necessitate that Allah doesn't have other names too because the point of the hadith is as long as you learn and practice 99 of them you have the promise of the reward of paradise. As long as you implement this upon 99 names, then you have this promise. That doesn't mean Allah only has 99 names. Allah has more than that. But the narration is telling you, you don't need to do it upon every single name of Allah. As long as you do it for 99 names from amongst the names of Allah, then you will have this reward. And that is something very common in the Arabic language. For example, إِنَّ عِنْدِي تِسْعَةً وَتِسْعِينَ دِرْهَمًا أَعْدَدْتُهَا لِصَدَقَةً فَإِنَّ هَذَا لَا يُنَافِ أَنْ يَكُونَ عِنْدَةَ غَيْرُهَا مُعِدَّ لِغَيْرِ ذَلِكَ وَهَذَا أَمْرٌ مَعْرُوفٌ لَا خِلَافَ فِيهِ بَيْنَ الْعُلَمَةِ It's like if a person was to come and say, that I have 99 pounds which I have prepared and I've got it ready to give in charity. I've got 99 pounds here. I own 99 pounds. I have 99 pounds for charity. So you know now, 99 pounds I have prepared it for the sake of giving it in charity. Do I have more money at home though or not? Maybe, just because I tell you 99 pounds, that's for you for charity. I'm giving this to your organization for charity. That doesn't mean that all I have in the world is this 99 pounds. Maybe I have more. I'm just saying 99 is what I have prepared for the sake of giving in charity. 99 is maybe what I withdrew from the bank, that's what I'm going to give you. How much more do I have? Who knows? Maybe much, much more. And it's the same here. Allah is saying, if you learn and practice 99 names, then you have the reward of paradise. But are there other names more than the 99 Allah has? Maybe yes. In fact, not maybe yes, absolutely yes. Absolutely yes. Allah has more names than the 99. One of the obvious evidences that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has more than 99 names, one of the clearest and easiest things you can mention, is that scholars have actually searched through the Qur'an and the Sunnah, and some of them found already more than 99 there. 
Some of the scholars in their books of Aqidah in the past, when you look, they searched through the Qur'an ayah by ayah. And they searched through the sunnah, hadith by hadith. And some of them, it's mentioned, they found 130 odd names names of Allah already. And some of them found 120 odd. And some of them just over 100. So scholars, when they've searched and analyzed carefully, they've already discovered that in the Qur'an and the Sunnah, there are more anyway. And even if that is disputed, even if some scholars say, but no, when you examine carefully, that one isn't one and that one isn't one, so we haven't actually got more than 99. Even if someone was to say that, even if they were, there are other evidences in the Sunnah which highlight clearly that Allah has more than 99. And they are, firstly, the hadith in Sahih Muslim of Aisha radiallahu anha, where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he makes dua, Allahumma a'udhu biridhaka min sakhatika, wa bima'afatika min uqubatika, وَأَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْكَ لَا أُحْسِي ثَنَاءً عَلَيْكَ أَنْتَ كَمَا أَثْنَيْتَ عَلَى نَفْسِكَ Where the Prophet ﷺ said that, O oh Allah, I seek refuge in you, uh, in your pleasure, I seek refuge in your pleasure from your anger, and in the goodness from the punishment and I seek refuge in you, from you, meaning that you take the people to punishment. I seek refuge from your punishment. La alayka. I cannot enumerate or count the praise upon you. You are as you have praised yourself. The fact that the Prophet ﷺ says, I cannot count the praises upon you. This is an evidence to indicate that we do not know all of the names of Allah yet. If we knew all of the names of Allah, then we could do all of the praise of Allah upon every single name. But we don't. And so that's why this is an evidence that there are more names of Allah we don't know yet. Because the Prophet ﷺ says, I cannot count the praise upon you. I cannot restrict and enumerate the praise upon you. You are as you have praised yourself. So this indicates that there is, there are names and forms of praise that we are unaware of and we do not know of yet. فَأَخْبَرَ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَنَّهُ لَا يُحْصِي ثَنَاءً عَلَيْهِ وَلَوْ أَحْصَى جَمِيعَ أَسْمَائِهِ لَأَحْصَى الثَّنَاءَ عَلَيْهِ so the Prophet said he cannot do all of the praise upon Allah. And that's because he doesn't know all of the names of Allah yet. There are more names that Allah hasn't told us yet. If he knew all of the names of Allah, then he would be able to do all of the praise upon Allah. So the fact that he cannot do all of the praise upon Allah yet is because he does not know all of the names of Allah yet. There are names of Allah that we have not been told yet. In another hadith, وَمِن ذَلِكَ أَيْضًا مَا وَرَدَ فِي حَدِيثِ الشَّفَاعَةِ الطَّوِيلِ أَنَّهُ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ قَالْ ثُمَّ 
ثم يفتح الله علي من محامده وحسن الثناء عليه شيئا لم يفتحه على أحد قبلي On the day of judgment the Prophet ﷺ says Allah will open up to me forms of praise that he has not opened up to anyone else before me What forms of praise are they? More names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this indicates that there are names that nobody knows yet. The Prophet says Allah has not uh, given those names and informed of those names to anyone else before me. And when is the Prophet given that information? On the Day of Judgment. So this indicates there are names of Allah that are not in the Quran and the Sunnah. Names of Allah that we do not know yet. فَدَلَّ الْحَدِيثِ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ هُنَاكَ مَحَامِدٍ مِنْ أَسْمَاءِ اللَّهِ وَصِفَاتِهِ يَفْتَحُ اللَّهُ بِهَا عَلَىٰ رَسُولِهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم في ذلك اليوم وهو وهي بلا شك غير المحامد المأثورة في الكتاب والسنة So if the messenger is going to be given new forms of praise on that day, then they are new forms of praise that we have not been informed of in the Qur'an and the Sunnah yet. So this again proves Allah has names that we don't know yet. Another even clearer proof that there are names of Allah that we do not yet know is the hadith of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu. Anna al-Nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallama qal ما أصاب عبد هم ولا حزن فقال that there is not a servant who is overcome by grief and concern and worry except that he says and this is the dua that you should say then اللهم إني عبدك وابن عبدك دروا الله I am your servant and the son of your servant وابن أمتك and the son of your servant and the son of your servant in terms of father and mother. نَاصِيَةِ بِيَدِكَ مَاضٍ فِيَّ حُكْمُكَ عَدْلٌ فِيَّ قَضَاءُكَ أَسْأَلُكَ بِكُلِّ اسْمٍ هُوَ لَكَ That, O oh Allah, I ask you by every name that you have, سَمَّيْتَ بِهِ نَفْسَكَ You named yourself with it. أو أنزلته في كتابك or what you revealed to us in the book in the Quran أو علمته أحدا من خلقك or you taught someone from your creation so you're asking Allah I call upon you by all the names that you have that you have named yourself with or that you have revealed to us in the Quran or that you have taught someone in your creation or أو استأثرت به في علم الغيب عندك or names that you have kept to your knowledge in the knowledge of the unseen clear proof that Allah has kept some names in the knowledge of the unseen and has not told us about them yet because the Prophet ﷺ is affirming that in this dua that I call upon you by the names that you have and what you have named yourself and what you have revealed and what you have taught and that which you have kept in the knowledge of the unseen. So there are names, definitely. 
that Allah has kept in the knowledge of the unseen and we don't know yet. أَن تَجْعَلَ الْقُرْآنَ رَبِيعَ قَلْبِ وَنُورَ صَدْرِ وَجَلَاءَ حُزْنِ وَذَهَابَ هَمِّي إِلَّا أَذْهَبَ اللَّهُ هَمَّهُ وَحُزْنَهُ أَبْدَلَهُ مَكَانَهُ فَرَحًا You make dua to Allah that He makes the Qur'an the, the enlightenment of your heart and He takes away that grief and sorrow and uh, worry and concern and replaces it with the happiness and the joy. So if you make this dua sincerely, then Allah removes your concerns and your fears and your worries and replaces it with happiness. Ibn al-Qayyim said, Therefore we understand from this narration that there are three types of names. Names that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala named himself with and made apparent to the angels or to other than the angels. But they were not revealed in the Qur'an. There are some names of Allah that He made apparent to the angels or other than the angels, but they were not revealed in the revelation. Secondly, names that were revealed in the revelation. And thirdly, names that He has kept in the knowledge of the unseen to Himself. So this hadith proves certainly there are names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that are still in the knowledge of the unseen of Allah and we do not know of them. So a person cannot say that Allah only has 99 names. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has more than that. And how many more than that? We don't know. We don't know how many more, we don't know how many more names Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has. Sometimes you see the posters, they sell them in the shops, the 99 beautiful names of Allah, and then you got all the names listed out. People mistake, make a mistake when they see those kinds of things, they think that's it, Allah only has 99 names, and that the poster is mentioning the 99 names. That doesn't mean Allah only has 99 names. That just means here, if you implement and learn and understand the meanings of 99 of them, you have the reward of paradise. But that doesn't mean there are not other names that Allah doesn't have. Then, just to mention briefly also, تَفَاضُلُ الْأَسْمَاءِ الْحُسْنَى وَذِكْرُ الْإِسْمِ الْأَعْظَمِ The names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have different levels. They have different levels. And فِي هَذَا دَلَالَةً عَلَى تَفَاضُلِ الْأَسْمَاءِ الْحُسْنَى خِلَافًا لِمَنْ نَفَى ذَلِكَ Some people, they said the names of Allah do not have different levels. But other scholars, they said the names of Allah do have different levels. Ibn Taymiyyah said, وَقَوْلُ مَنْ قَالَ صِفَاتُ اللَّهِ لَا تَتَفَاضَلُ وَنَحْوُ ذَلِكَ قَوْلٌ لَا دَلِيلَ عَلَيْهِ وَكَمَا أَنَّ أَسْمَاءَهُ وَصِفَاتِهِ مُتَنَوِّعَةً فَهِيَ أَيْضًا مُتَفَاضِلَةً كَمَا دَلَّ عَلَى ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ وَسُنَّةُ وَالْإِجْمَاعُ مَعَ الْعَقَلِ Ibn Taymiyyah said, those who say that the attributes of Allah do not have different levels some above and some lower, and other statements of that nature, there are no evidences upon that. 
upon their claims. Rather, just as his names and attributes are different, then also they are different in levels. And that is what the Qur'an and the Sunnah and the consensus and the intellect indicates. So the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are of different levels. What is the evidence then? مِمَّا يَدُلُّ عَلَى تَفَاضُلِ الْأَسْمَاءِ الْحُسْنَى مَا ثَبَتَ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وسلم فِي الْأَخْبَارِ الصَّحِيحَةِ أَنَّ لِلَّهِ إِسْمًا أَعْظَمٍ one of the evidences is that there are some narrations that say Allah has the greatest name. Indicating there's a greatest name. And then there are other names indicating the different levels of the names. Therefore, there is a hadith about the greatest name of Allah. Ismul al-Azam. Ida su'ila bihi a'ta. If somebody makes dua to Allah with that greatest name of Allah... Then his dua is answered. He is given what he wants. إِذَا دُعِيَ بِهِ أَجَابَ When you make dua with that, you are answered. وَلَا رَيْبَ أَنَّ هَذِهِ فَضِيلَةٌ عَظِيمَةٌ اِخْتَصَّ بِهَا هَذَا الْإِسْمُ الَّذِي وُصِفَ بِأَنَّهُ اسْمُ اللَّهِ الْعَظَمُ And so that is something specific to one particular name that is mentioned as being the greatest name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what is that name then? Some of them have mentioned Allah. Some of them have mentioned for this dua, Al-Hayyu, Al-Qayyum. That those names could be mentioned and referred to by this particular dua. You call upon Allah, you call upon Al-Hayyu, Al-Qayyum. Because all of the other names, they return back and they revolve around the meanings of Al-Hayyu, Al-Qayyum. And Allah, of course, all of the names return back to the name Allah. So this indicates that the names of Allah do have different levels. It's mentioned here in Al-Imam Ahmad, the Sunan, and Abu Dawood, the Musnad, and the Sunan of Abu Dawood, and the Sunan of Tirmidhi, from Asma bint Yazid, radiyallahu anha, أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال اسم الله الأعظم في هاتين الآيتين The greatest name of Allah is in these two ayahs وإلهكم إله واحد لا إله إلا هو الرحمن الرحيم and in the other one, Alif Lam Mim, Allahu La Ilaha Illa Huwa, Al Hayyu Al Qayyum. So these are some examples that have been mentioned from the higher uh, levels of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is established that there are names of Allah that are greater. And if a person calls upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with those names, then it's mentioned about the dua being answered. And there are other hadith that he mentions here too. But we'll leave those for another time. The next section is going to be very important now. The next section coming up, which will begin the next time properly. The next section is going to be about the meanings of subhanallah 
Everybody says it, everybody knows it, but who knows the reality of what it means? It's not just glory be to Allah, as they say in English. There's a lot more to it than that. Subhanallah. And the meaning of Alhamdulillah. Everybody says it, Alhamdulillah. But who knows the reality of the meaning? It's not just as simple as all praise be to Allah. And the reality of La ilaha illallah and the reality of Allahu Akbar. The meaning of Allahu Akbar. Properly and detailed. We'll go through those in detail. Not just simple translations, glory be to Allah, Allah is the greatest. But a proper breakdown of the meanings of those words. And that's important. Everybody says these words. Everybody knows these words. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. But what is the real meaning behind these words? And what is the point of them? We'll start doing that one by one, inshallah ta'ala, from the next session. Uh, we'll conclude upon that for today. Any questions up to there? Is there any relation for the Quran and the the Prophet has 99 names? I've not heard about uh, the Prophet ﷺ having the 99 names. He has different names. The Prophet ﷺ also has many names. There are different names. Some of them we mentioned them when we were doing Seerah. When we did the Seerah here before COVID. And we mentioned some of the different names of the Prophet ﷺ. But I've never heard of 99. Anybody else? Are there any books that you can get that explain the names of Allah and the doctrine of Allah? Uh, in English? I don't know. In English? Anything? Which one? Al-Qa'id al-Mutla is uh, different. That book is about the principles of understanding how the names of Allah work. Uh, what what is the meaning of the names of Allah being beautiful and perfect? It's not about the explanations of the names of Allah. It's about the explanations of the principles regarding the names of Allah. It's a bit different. Uh, that's, that's difficult. That's a difficult book. It's not easy. That takes a, a, a lot of focus to understand that properly. I see there's a summarized version of this, a different one. Of okay. Maybe you know if you contact the bookshop. Contact the bookshop in Bradford and the brothers, they'll be able to direct you to something, inshallah. Anybody else? Um, the winter conference in Birmingham, is that still happening because of the COVID restrictions? I don't know, yeah. These, there are these COVID restrictions that have come out now. 500 people, you have to have uh, the tests and everything. So I don't know. Just wait another couple of days to see final confirmation. Uh, obviously, at the moment, uh, I haven't, unless any announcement came out today, I haven't seen anything. But uh, just wait a couple of days to get confirmation, inshallah, by Tuesday or Wednesday, inshallah. Uh, Ustad, uh, could you please uh, provide some uh, clarification on a question that I asked uh, on uh, Friday uh, regarding? I asked the, that the prophets uh, you uh, were protected from committing major sins, and uh, mm. you answered that. It is uh, the decree of uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He protects uh, those individuals for a revelation and that they were the best of the people. Mm. Uh, basically, there was a, a person of, from Abrelvis, he asked, he told an Imam of Deoband that uh, our awliya are uh, the best people on earth. They are even greater than uh, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. 
So I wanted to ask that uh, is there any uh, gradation in Islam that uh, like uh, the prophets are the most beloved and most honorable in the sight of Allah, then there are the Khalafai Rashidi, then there are this is agreed upon by the scholars throughout centuries. Every book of the scholars, they will tell you that. Yeah. So I don't know how they have decided some of the awliya are now better than Abu Bakr. It says in a hadith, if the iman of Abu Bakr was on one side and the iman of the rest of the people on the other side, Abu Bakr would be better. How these awliya of theirs better than Abu Bakr and Umar? This is completely made up and complete exaggeration from them. There's no doubt about it. Any book of aqidah will tell you about the prophets and messengers are the best. Then the companions, and from the companions, Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali, Muhajirun, better than the Ansar, the people who fought in Badr, better than those who didn't. There are levels mentioned, and they are clear in every book of Aqidah. It's impossible to say there are people now, they are better than Abu Bakr and better than Umar. It's agreed upon they are the best of the Ummah after the Prophet. So uh, is it uh, generalized that uh, no person till the day of judgment can be uh, better than Abu Bakr as Siddiq? And if it is, uh, then... Uh, uh, why uh, and how is it? So? How, it's mentioned because uh, the, after the Prophet ﷺ, if you look at the virtues as well that he mentioned about Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman Ali, there are hadith about them. There are hadith about their virtues. Do these awliya have hadith? The Prophet spoke about them. They are going to be good and they are going to be pious. Abu Bakr and Uthman Ali, all these companions, they have hadith from the Prophet ﷺ telling them about their virtues. They have narrations telling us that some of these companions are in already guaranteed paradise. Do these awliya have narrations and hadith telling them you're guaranteed paradise? Complete nonsense. It cannot be that they are better than Abu Bakr and the companions. It's, it's one of those arguments that the scholars say it's so much nonsense you don't even have to refute it. They say, uh, you, uh, uh, you know, it's a phrase they use there. They say, yughni suqutuhu an isqatihi, they say. It is already, like in English, it's already so much nonsense, you don't even have to refute it. Like It's already fallen, it's already gone, you don't need to try to make it fall. It's already fallen. This argument of theirs is already dead, you don't need to try to kill it. How can you say that anybody is better than Abu Bakr and those, and you have a hadith, sunnah, hadith from the Prophet telling you about the virtues of those people. Here, these people have nothing. No virtues mentioned about them, no nothing, they were just pious. It cannot be, it cannot be. Anybody else? Alright, we'll leave it up to there. Again, apologies for the delay. But inshallah ta'ala, next week we'll try to get you earlier.